Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, knowing one's own Van Helsing. With me is not the blind bombshell. She's a bit under the weather, so I will be doing this show myself, uh, but with a guest, so you don't have to listen to me rant and rave for another hour. So, uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guests, and Anne usually does this because I totally butcher the names, and uh, it's less embarrassing that way. But without further ado, let me introduce to you our guest. She's been a paranormal investigator for a bunch of years. And she's also known as the Paranormal Grammy. She is Kathy, and I don't know your last name. Hi, Ron. Uh, my name's Kathy Caslin. Um, and yeah, I've been um, I've been doing paranormal investigations since about 2003. Um, I I was a member of quite a few different groups mm-hmm. um, at different points, and then I had my own group called Worcester Paranormal. But uh, like I was saying before we came on air, I've uh, kind of stepped back because these days I'm writing more than I am investigating. Yeah, I know. That was um, pretty neat. You're, you're a screenwriter, right? I am, yeah. Um, I decided to go back to school um, in 2014. And I, through UCLA, I earned a certificate with distinction in feature film. Awesome. And I'm back with them now. Um, in a professional level series, working on my fourth screenplay, wow. um, and it's it's actually a suspense. It's not it's not a horror. Um, I started out writing thinking I was going to write horror because of uh, all the years of investigation, right. and it's just seemed to you know I'm writing history history pieces and suspense pieces, and the piece I'm working on right now is um, called Men in the Water. And it's about, um, you may remember this, I'm sure some of your listeners will, a few years back here in the Boston area, we had this thing going on in the cold weather months where there were several young men who disappeared and they turned up dead in the water, most of them in the Charles. They were leaving bars, they were leaving Celtics games um, and just disappearing and were found dead, and people began to believe that we had a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI was brought in, and they said at the time that they didn't believe that we did. It was just mis- misadventure on the parts of these young men. Um, but um, right around the time people started believing that we had a serial killer, they stopped, and we really haven't had any since. You know, in, in where we've had strings of that. So it got me interested, and um, I began looking up some of the conspiracy theories around young men disappearing like that. And um, I came up with one that some of your listeners will know called the Smiley Face Killer. 
And um, so <laughs> that's basically what the screenplay is about. Um, it, it's a uh, woman detective. Mm-hmm. Um, I call her Mary McCall, and she tracks down the um, the killers um, who are killing these young men. Right. You, you know, it's it's interesting. I've written my third book's coming out this uh, fall in October, Ghost Chronicles, which is a um, the first two Ghost Chronicles and more Ghost Chronicles are actual. Um, you know, it's uh, almost like biographies where, well, you're on an investigation with Maureen and myself, and and uh, you, you know, you hear our thoughts, you you uh, you know, you hear what we say and what we feel, and and it's so it's kind of like first person between the two of us, but it's it's a di- you know, it's a difficult thing to write, but I can only. I can't even fathom how difficult it must be to write a screenplay where you've got so much else involved in it. Um, it's it's a very different um, genre, very different from novel writing. Right. Um, it's about showing um, I know, and that's... not telling through dialogue. So it it was a really interesting process to learn, and it was uh, it was kind of the way that I wanted to go with writing because I love film. I'm a total film buff, yeah. and um, I collected so many stories over the years. I'm sure you did too, right. with um, you know doing various investigations. So it, it, I I wanted to tell those stories, and that was the medium that I chose. So. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm working on it. You know, like I said, um, I, I don't have any prospects of a sale. But, well, no. you know, it takes time and, and uh, you know, and a lot, too, no offense, but it does. A lot of times you have to be in the right place at the right time, know the right person, and it works through. I mean, it's not it's not easy. Um, no, no, it's, it certainly isn't, but it's fun. And, um, you know, I've been enjoying that, so, and... Um, I also I wanted to say I'm I'm kind of interested in coming to Spirit Quest oh, this wow. fall and finding out what you're doing with those dolls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, my partner here in crime, uh, Maureen. I mean, not Maureen. Uh, well, she's another partner in crime, but you know, I, I've got so many girls I lose track of them. Uh, but this is Ann Carrigan. She just put out a, a, a word for. Uh, Dolls, and uh, you uh, volunteered to uh, uh, donate. Yeah, I donated. I donated two. Yeah. And these are haunted dolls, right? Well, the claim is that they're haunted. Oh, the claim. Um, yeah. One came from some woman on eBay, and the other one came from a site on the internet that claimed to have haunted dolls. They are supposed to be filled with the spirits of children, both of them. Um, they've been in the back room in my house for a few years, and I've never noticed a thing, <laughs> to, to be real honest. I mean, you know, I don't see them running around at night. They haven't been oh. chasing me around with little knives. Um, I don't hear children's laughter. You know, they don't move. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I kind of have... doubt. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's a, uh, yeah, so so you, you haven't experienced them at all, huh? No, no, not them, no. Um, but I was sort of interested, um, you know, in that um, idea. Um, I really haven't, I know there's like paranormal museums out there, and I right. really haven't visited 
any. Um, but, um, you know, it's just curious because of the claims about haunted dolls. So I went and got a couple, you know, supposedly haunted. Right. I, yeah. have, I have a, you know, I have a large collection of supposedly haunted items. Uh, uh, people actually send them to me because they just want to get rid of them. Uh, I've got everything from Ouija boards to... Uh, uh, dolls to uh, tarot cards to uh, what else is there in there? Oh, I got a haunted pennant that was on a, a yacht club that was supposedly haunted. I have, I got a whole variety of items uh, uh, that are supposedly haunted as well. In fact, uh, Keith uh, Johnson uh, did Spirit Quest, I think, two years ago, and he came up and presented me with a haunted iguana. <laughs> so, <laughs> got a little bit of haunted everything. A live iguana or a stuffed uh, one? It's it was actually a uh, it's a it's a so I think it was like eighty dollars for the stupid thing that the person originally paid for in a Uber or somewhere. It's carved out of wood and it's just an iguana. It's absolutely you know lifelike and it's on a like a log and it's it's nice. But uh, to them it was haunted. But once again. You know, I, I can't tell you, although, you know, I do have things that disappear on me, so I uh, sometimes I wonder. But uh, <laughs> I, I also collect, or I should say, rescue Bibles. So I, I rescue a lot of Bibles that uh, um, would be ended up, you know, in the trash or uh, being discarded. Or, and, and people also give them to me, too, as well. as I, I, get, I get a lot of different things. Uh, like as a, a spiritual type of attachment yeah 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 sometimes i'll get a haunted item in a bible and enclosed in it so uh yeah I, I have a collection of those but you were talking about haunted items and 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 you know things that didn't happen to you but i have to uh, uh kind of laugh because uh we wrote the book ghost chronicles in uh 2000 let me see 7 2007 and the original book, and the War Ghost Chronicles comes out this year. But uh, I gave my next-door neighbor uh, the book to read because she was interested in it, and they sat down to read it one night, and they was, got into the first chapter, and the glass on the table shattered. <laughs> so they came, back, they came back and gave it to me. So I don't, we don't want this. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then I got well, a, I got an email from another person who just bought the book, and uh, I don't want to pull up the email, but basically she brought it home. She put it on the kitchen table, went in the other room. Then she started hearing noises from the kitchen. She came in, and, and uh, she, she started to have an uneasy feeling, and, and uh, uh, things fell off the table, and, and there was noises in the, in the kitchen, and so... <laughs> Maybe I got a haunted well, book by word alone. I guess you, yeah, you got. I guess you got a haunted book there. <laughs> well, the only um, item that I have that would be um, that I don't bring in the house um, actually comes from the house or belong to people that that lived in um, the most haunted place that I ever investigated. It was a private home in Connecticut. And um, these people had in their possession, they actually lived in an area of New London that um, during the siege of New London, there was a battle on that hill. Well, you have to explain a little bit. Uh, it, we can't, you can't just throw that out. Let's explain a little bit of history on that. 
you know, the same. Right. Um, well, uh, Benedict Arnold, um, I don't actually have the year in front of me. That's right. Yes, in London, Connecticut. Okay. Um, during the revolution. And um, when he had gone over and was siding with the British. So w- with the British, he attacked New London with Hessian soldiers. And the, um, you know, the, the Continental soldiers that were there engaged in a battle on this, in this section of New London. And from what I could find from going to the historical society was that the Hessian soldiers who were killed were simply buried on the spot. They weren't given proper burials. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and so that's the, the tale of this area of New London, Connecticut. And these people did live in a very haunted house. Um, I got some amazing evidence out of there, you know, in the time that we were there. But these people eventually lost the home. But they had in their possession um, a bayonet that they said they had dug up in their yard. And so they let me take it so I could go and investigate it. And what it turns out is that it is what's called a brown Betty bayonet. And it was a type of bayonet that was used during the Revolution. So they may have dug up, you know, an artifact in their yard that, you know, belonged to the Revolution. But then these people were evicted from their home they moved out of state, and they never picked up the bayonet. So knowing how negative that place was right. for being haunted, I said, I'm not bringing this in my house, so I never have. You well, know. you know, if you ever want to get rid of it, I know a home. <laughs> well, let's see how time goes. <laughs> <laughs> If you set up a museum, maybe I'll leave it to you along with some of the evidence from that place. Uh, so, I actually but this is, this is the only, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's all right. I mean, uh, you know, I even, I even have uh, uh, human bones uh, as, as well. So I've got a little bit of everything in my little collection. Oh, my God, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, you know, and I did a little research um, yeah. for your show here because mm-hmm. um, we were, we're going to talk about creepy dolls sure and um i found some i found a really great article that your listeners might want to go find um it's called the history of creepy dolls really and it's at yep and it's at smithsonian.com oh i love the smithsonian that, that's a quality quality it site. Is. Mm-hmm. and it's uh by linda rodriguez mcrobbie um, July 2015, and um, she talks about, she starts it off talking about Pollock's Toy Museum in London. Yes. And how people who go through this toy museum, many of them have a very hard time, like at the very end of the museum before you come out the other side is the doll museum. And a great many people cannot go into the doll museum. Really? Yes, and um, and they actually will back out and go the other way because they can't handle the dolls. And so the article is really interesting because it, it talks about um, there have actually been done, researchers have actually looked into why people have that creepiness about dolls. And what they um, say, according to what I've read here, 
is that we are more likely to be spooked out by dolls that look more human than mm-hmm. by by what you would think. You know, when you see these little devil dolls with the horns coming out of their head and the sharp teeth, people laugh those off. But dolls that look human, more human, tend to freak us out. And it it goes along with the idea of, um, you know, in, paranormal investigators know the term pareidolia, which right. means that we look for faces. You know, our brain is wired to expect certain things when we look at something. And that's why people see Jesus in a grilled cheese sandwich is because they're looking for that uh, face. They're trying to identify a face. And the thing with the dolls, especially with why the dolls that look more realistic creep people out, is that people have certain subconscious expectations. Like they think that the dolls, they expect the doll to move because a baby moves. Right. And they expect the doll to make eye contact, which is why sometimes people say, oh, that doll was looking at me. <laughs> you know? and, um, but they're really not. They don't, they don't make eye contact. So that's part of the reason that people, um, when they come into a room like that, are totally spooked out by the dolls, which I thought was really interesting. I think so, too. And, uh, you know, uh, there are so many. I know that... Um Chris Belzano and, uh, oh, God, his name just escaped me, and I know him so well. Uh, the host of uh, Spooky South Coast. Uh, oh, Matt. Yeah, no, not Matt, the other guy. The, 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 Tim Weisberg? Tim Weisberg, right. They wrote yeah. a book together on haunted objects, and uh, a couple of them were on the dolls. And, in fact, one of the dolls, we had the woman who possessed it on the show. We did an interview with her. And, uh, yeah, they, they were seriously uh, freaked out by these dolls. So yeah. I, I found that article on the Smithsonian, and I just posted that onto the uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page now. So that, that Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, so people can link to it and read it, because I, I thought it was really fascinating. Yeah. So um, how, how did you – oh, you tell me how you got your two, two dolls. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how they came my way and um like I said nothing happened and um you know I've been in places before where people said oh the dolls are freaky and you know nothing happened, <laughs> you know. Um when we went to the Myrtles, uh, my daughter and I um did a haunted tour down in New Orleans. Yeah. This past spring and um I mean it was great. We um we went to Marie Laveau's grave which okay. is it's like Disneyland. There's so many people there. Oh, yeah. And um, Nicolas Cage's future grave is yeah. um, <laughs> there. And uh, we did this ghost tour and saw the LaLaurie Mansion. But the um, the really interesting thing was we stayed overnight at the Myrtles Plantation. Did you uh, go on Bloody Mary's tour or was it another one? I'm sorry, what? Did you go on Bloody Mary's tour or was it another one? No, um, I don't have the card for the tour that I oh, did. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. I just thought you might. But um, it, the guy was fascinating because he was, um, he he definitely knew his history, and oh. um, so it oh. was fascinating, you know, to hear the history of New Orleans. Oh, absolutely. But at the Myrtles, we stayed overnight, and um, there was there was um, a couple from North Dakota or someplace like that, and the caretaker and us, and that was it. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so I set up, you know, cameras in the doll room, of course, and nothing happened. You know, people were like, oh, the dolls move, and I'm waiting all night, you know, for the dolls to move, and they didn't move. Um, but my daughter had a personal experience in that um, somewhere around 2 in the morning, um, she came knocking on my door, and she said, I'm not staying in that room. There was a woman talking next to my bed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. And, um, oh, go ahead. And it would be her, you know, that you'd have to know, you'd have to know my daughter. So it would be her. You didn't say, like, I'll switch rooms with you or anything? No. Um, no, because by then I was like, you know, I saw the cameras going in this room and I thought, I, and you know how that goes, because you know, sometimes when you really want to catch something, you know, yeah. so, I mean, I did go back and, and set up a recorder in there, but, you know, yeah. It didn't, whatever was there didn't want to talk to me. But I think that the, I think the Myrtles is uh, one of the most fascinating places I've ever been. Um, I think one of the things I really liked about it was that it is, um, you know, some places and some people, they kind of are running a paranormal Disneyland. Oh, yeah. And they're lining their pockets. and. Yeah. This isn't the case with the Myrtles. The money that these people bring in goes into restoring and preserving a historic site. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of cool. You know, when I, I, when I found that out, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, the other thing that I think is cool is um, they have a picture there. And this is probably one of the few pieces of evidence that I've ever seen that I actually believe. Oh. Um, in the 1960s, there was a surveyor there on the property who was going through and snapping pictures. And I don't remember if it was just surveying the property or it was for some future renovation. And you can look this up online because that picture's there. And in between the two buildings, he just happened to catch a woman, a black woman in slave garb. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, is he didn't see her at the time. He came back with the photo later and said, you've got to see what I have here. And the thing that to me makes it interesting as evidence is that this was on film. Right. You know, there's a negative yeah. you know, exactly. <laughs> with this on it. So it's, you know, it, it makes it a little more valid to me anyway as, as evidence that, you know, it wasn't something that they, you know, it was just random. He just happened to catch it. Um, he wasn't somebody looking to create evidence, you know. So this place has this reputation. Right. But a lot of the stories, it's like anything, you know, they, um, I think some of the stories are embellished. You're right. But, you know, when you go back to that picture, to me, I find that more valid evidence than anything else. I mean, here, here we have a guy who's not a paranormal investigator or anything. He's just doing his job and exactly. he gets, gets something that he can't explain. It's very similar to the, uh, the, the brown lady of Raynham Hall in England, which was, you know, photographed 100, 100 years ago, whatever it was. And, yeah. uh, you know, they were, they were just there for Town and Country magazine, and they, they weren't paranormal investigators, and, and they got the photograph. So photographs like that are, uh, to me, so much more intriguing than, you know, some of the stuff that we get, especially on digital cameras. You're right. Film is 
to me is is so so much more valid. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you see so many digital fakes. Yeah. Now, you know that you don't. You know, it's like you take it all with a grain of salt. Um, but this, I this photo to me was was fascinating because, you know, it's on a negative and. It, uh, you know, again, it wasn't a paranormal investigator. So um, the place is really cool. I mean, I would encourage people to go there, you know, did and you check see, it out. It was did you see the haunted mirror that was there? I did. Um, and, yeah, I didn't see anything up on the stairs. Oh, bummer. <laughs> you, know, you know, when I first started doing this show with Maureen Wood, like, oh, we, we did it for, uh, it was originally on uh, Ghost Village uh site that's where it originally started and on itunes and uh we had the original owner on the show now that was probably i'd say almost 20 years ago uh uh-huh. yeah so i mean yeah and she was very nice at the time she wasn't the paranormal wasn't really big back then or at all and uh you know she was pretty honest in what she said and, and uh I, I i found that uh interesting as well but uh, going back to the photographs and, and negatives, that's that's so important. I remember we did this investigation, and we had another gentleman, the the owner of the place, with us, and he took some pictures on a regular camera, and then he came and showed. He says, "Oh, I got some really cool stuff. Take a look at." He says, "Ryan, he says every picture of you has got this black shadow around you, and and look at Maureen. She has she has angel wings on it. You know, you get these red angel wings going from her and." Uh, so I said, oh, wow, those are pretty cool. Um, can I borrow your negatives? So I had the, the negatives developed, and uh, when I get my set of pictures, none of that was on it because basically that was just poor development. And that's why if you have the negatives, you can go back and, and see if, the you know, you know, is it an error or is it really something? Right. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've... Looking at that photo, I mean, it looks like a woman. It doesn't, yep. you know, it's not, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't see it as anything else. And, um, you know, but they make claims about who it is. And yep. I don't know. I don't well, know. If we'll talk about that when we come back, but we have to take a break right now. I hear the tune. So that means that's a little hint. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick. Our very special guest is Kathy Caselin. Is that correct? Kathleen, close enough. So close. (laughs) Anyways, right here on Tojanet Radio and Paranex Radio. We'll be right back after the following messages. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology... I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache. I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Fear. 
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. everyone to ghost chronicles next generation i am ron kolick and no answer well yeah we're getting to you kathy has and no answer tonight. she's a bit under the weather so i hope she feels better quickly um anyways and our special guest is kathy caslin so we were talking about the myrtles plantation haunted dolls and screenwriting and all kinds of cool stuff just at the first half so who, who knows where we'll go in the second half and um, you were in the middle of something when I uh, ended. Oh, we're talking about the photographs and so forth. Uh, which right. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but, and you were saying about when you have a negative. Yeah. Um, that um, you can um, actually go back and yeah. develop it, and um, you know, it's there. It's it, right. you know, as long as the negative doesn't degrade, it's there in perpetuity. So, um, and you know, back to um, that article that. Um, I, you know, you you put on your website for your listeners. Um, there was a lot of other very informa- interesting information in there, and they did touch briefly in the beginning about the idea of a poppet being used um, in, like, negative magic, black magic, right. and that the idea of that actually goes back um, as far as the Egyptians, uh-huh. that that they believed that they could make wax figures of people against their and use them against their enemies. Um, and it, you know, it carried through into the Middle Ages where, you know, it was one of the accusations against a witch was that she had a poppet that she was using to, you know, inflict e- evil magic on her neighbors. And, um, but that the idea of, you know, homicidal dolls, didn't come in until the latter half of the 20th century, like with films. And, you know, like Chucky and um, Annabelle and those kind, those kind of stories. And um, they, I read somewhere, I'm not even sure if it's in this article, that the idea of Chucky was actually based on Robert the Doll. Oh, yeah. The inspiration for that. Yeah, I hadn't. I never knew that. I was kind of no. surprised, and um, I've never been down to see Robert the Doll. <laughs> but, you know, I've been yeah. told there's this whole uh, thing you have to do, like if you don't take his, if you don't ask beforehand, and you take, take his picture, 
yeah. you'll be cursed and you know and that this was the inspiration further down the road for Chucky. Did you see the the uh, Ghost Adventures when they, they I guess they borrowed the doll or something, and the caretaker was with it, and uh, you're not supposed to touch it. And uh, Zach touched the doll, and it got him really upset, and he left the room. And I mean, not Zach, but the caretaker and, and everything else, because he was told not to do it, and he went and did it anyways, uh, which was you know kind of rude. Yeah. Well, it's kind of disrespectful too. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. also it, it's a you know it's a historical object. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know? so yeah, yeah. So there was, a, there was a big hubbub on it. I don't. I don't really watch too many of the paranormal shows. I just happened to uh, see that one for some particular reason. I forget what it was. Uh, I think there was. Oh gosh. I, yes. Um, not too long ago, our friend Mahler uh, Brooks had i believe someone from the uh the house down there where the dollars in the museum or whatever it is and during her show and during the show they actually picked up some extra voices during the show and uh she sent this to us and we uh i gave it to my evp guy and analyzed it and this whole and this this all this conversation about Robert, uh, Rob, and you know, I can't remember the exact words, but there was this EVPs in the show when they were talking about the doll. It was, it was so weird. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, but, I thought it was. Um, it makes you wonder, though, is there, is the activity that's there really Robert, or is it somebody else that was there, like the, I mean, the people who owned that house were kind of strange. Right, but you know, you know, the interesting thing is, is I, to be honest, you, it's, I don't think an object has a life of its own. There's some type of energy either attached to it or possessing it. Exactly. Or something. So it's not really the, the doll itself that uh, is is uh, doing it. It's, it's some other energy in, involved in it. Yeah, exactly. Or it um, attracts something like right. um, one of the best pieces of equipment I have mm -hmm. is actually a Raggedy Ann doll oh, cool. that has a, has a K2 stuffed up the back <laughs> and, and it's got little filaments in the hands and the face. Oh. And, um, I oh. took it, um, last year, I think it was to the Shanley hotel yeah. and, um, it lit up like a Christmas tree and, um, but I've been in other places with it, you know, and absolutely nothing happens. Right. So you wonder, you know, I mean, it's and supposedly what is in the Shanley Hotel is the spirit of a child mm -hmm. or one of the spirits that's right. in there is, is the spirit of a child, a three year old. So um, and in fact, all around the table where we were, everybody had something going and um, the doll would light up. And so would everybody else's meters you know, uh -huh. around the room. So it was it was fun. It was fun. It was a fun trip and I've used it locally in fact Ann can tell you this because she went in and um, helped me film it um, there is a local tavern in Duxbury um, where we went in and um, if you view the website for this I don't want to say the name because I don't have permission but um, if, you, if you were to view the website for this tavern they say that they believe it's the ghost of this man who hung himself when it was still a private home. 
Right. And um, when I went back and really researched, really, you know, pulled, went, dug deep, the house was actually older. The original house was actually older than the people thought it was. It had built, been built in, um, before 1718. And when I researched through that first family, they had two little girls who died oh. in the upstairs room. Uh, and that's now, you know, like the women's bathroom. So if you go into the women's bathroom, you know, you, um, you, you know, the doll, doll will light up like crazy. And, um, and it's, it's interactive, you know, cause you, you know, you, if you, I don't know if Ann still has the, the video or not, but it was, um, it was kind of interesting, right? you know, that we got those responses. And, um, again, you know, it goes back to, people believing something is, you know, or, or embellishing stories without really having the facts. Right. And, and the, other, the other thing is, too, though, is, is um, just be, there's, a, there's a, you know, a thing that I call the, the famous ghost syndrome, and that means if someone died in a house, that's the spirit that's haunting the house. Well, that's not always the example. It's, I mean, the true, it's not always true. And that we we it's kind of almost a paradolia where the person died in the house, therefore this is the, the person is haunted. It, it's we found on many occasions that you, you get spirits that have nothing to do with the house, nothing to do with the property, not even the people involved sometimes. But when you're doing an investigation, they're what I call street ghosts, and they just show up because they realize someone's trying to contact the outside. The other side, excuse me, or are they just curious? And and so it, the paranormal is not an exact science, so it, you have to be careful to you know to say okay, the only ghost that are here is this particular ghost because she died in the house. That's not always exactly, the case. yeah, yeah, and and make claims, yeah, you know um, that uh, you know something is real or because we don't really know. No, we don't. You know, you know, oh. it's not. I'm. We're all looking for proof, mm -hmm. you know. We're all looking for that holy grail, but um, none. We don't really know because there is. That's why it gets debunked a lot, mm -hmm. you know, the paranormal because it's hard to prove, mm -hmm. because so much of the evidence is just anecdotal, right. you know. And um, and what we catch, you know, you don't know for sure, <laughs> you know. It's you can only put it forth and say this is what I got. Right. It's to me. It's not trying to prove the, uh, uh, disprove the paranormal. To me, it's trying to understand the paranormal. So that's that's what I do more than uh, other groups. And and that it, it's not to me. It's not whether to prove that something's there or not prove that something's there. It's just trying to understand what's going on. Uh, exactly. That's how I feel too. That's exactly and, how I feel. And it's not. It's not always. Uh, uh, a cut and dry. Sometimes reality to one person is is not reality to another. In other words, the, the, the person that's going through it has the experiences to them that's real. So no matter what you say or what you do, uh, it's not going to affect the way they feel uh, or the way they they experience things. It's it's their own beliefs. So you've got that whole belief set in there. So it's it's very. Uh, it's you know it's a it's a very very gray area and and you know when I originally 
uh, started doing this a long time ago. I just wanted to either prove or disprove things. And I soon realized that that was never, ever going to happen. So that's why I've gotten more into the, the, the mold that I'm in now because of that. I'm just trying to understand it rather than trying to prove it or disprove it. Right, right. right. Well, and that's how I feel. And I, I think it's just, it's interesting. And um, I I don't know that we have the um, the science or the real, the true technology to really understand what this is. So, you know, I'm the same way, you know, when I, when I can. And I've had enough real experiences to know that it is real. Yeah. Um, I've had, you know, I would say that, I mean, I've done hundreds of investigations, and I would say that, you know, 99% of the places I've gone to, there's nothing. It's mm-hmm. It's wishful thinking, you know, or it could be, like you said, their experience is real. It's just not happening when I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember one case that um, I have a very good friend. Her name is Jerry Cook, and she's a wonderful psychic. <laughs> she is, um, but she's very down to earth, and she will take clients aside and go look. You're focusing too much on this. You got to get a job. You know, <laughs> she's, just, she's such a character to work with. You know, she's just very, very down to earth. And um, anyway, we did this place in Holden. It was a private residence, and um, and this goes back to what you're saying about the experience being real for people, because these people had inherited the house from, I think it was his parents. And they believed that uh, his mother, the spirit of his mother, uh-huh. was in there. And they described hearing her voice in the kitchen, but it sounded like it came from an old radio. Right. You know, they were sitting in the kitchen. There's no radios on. And it sounded like it would be, they would hear it. They couldn't quite make out what, it was, what was being said, but mm-hmm. that it sounded like it was coming from an old radio. So we were there the whole night, and, um, you know, we went down, and she said, you know, she would get dizzy in the basement. So we went down to the basement, you know, with the, you know, the EMF detectors, and we found that, you know, their new furnace was leaking a lot of EMF. Mm-hmm. And the woman would say, well, I go downstairs to do laundry, and I have dizzy spells, and she's got a washer-dryer right next to the furnace mm-hmm. in the basement that's leaking pretty high amounts of EMF. So we told them this, and they sort of discounted it because they just believed what they wanted to believe, you know. But anyway, we're, Jerry and I are driving home that night, and as we're driving along in the car, this is an honest-to-God true thing that happened to us, all of a sudden there was a voice between us in the car ah. that sounded like someone talking on an old radio. Oh, wow. And- and Jerry, Jerry freaked out. She's probably listening to this show tonight. She's going to be so mad that I told her this story. But she freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, he got in the car with us. <laughs> and um, I didn't think that that's what it was because I felt it was maybe just like an acknowledgement, mm-hmm. you know, that I saw you there. <laughs> you, know? you know, it is, you know, and I am here, you know, and um you know, we never told the people that. <laughs> <You know? 
was sort of embarrassed. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, that, that goes back to, um, you know, what we're kind of talking about there, that everybody's, you know, people can have an experience, and I don't think people believe sometimes until they have an experience. Right. I, I agree with you. And then that's the skeptics who won't believe until they do have experience. And even then, at times, they'll just uh, rationalize it away. So um, anyway, the, we, we were talking about haunted dolls and everything because uh, Kathy has graciously allowed us to take two of them for a special uh, event at uh, Spirit Quest. Uh, go check it out. It's at negoesproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Happening on October 28th, 29th, and 30th. You can come up for the day, the night, or the weekend. But, uh, anyways, uh, we, in my new book that's coming out, More Ghost Chronicles, uh, one of the original investigations we did was at the Sprague Mansion. And the Sprague Mansion, of course, was notorious for its doll room. And, oh. Uh, yeah, did you know that? No. Oh, yeah, they had a doll room there. Oh, yeah, it was on. Uh, the, go the ghost uh, hunters, I think, did a thing there because uh, they came from Rhode Island anyways. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, w it was pretty cool. It was all these creepy dolls and marionettes in this little room. And and uh, we, uh, I think my son volunteered to spend the, the time in there. It was freaky. And uh, I remember one of our, our, our uh, researchers or our investigators actually got freaked out. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's it. I'm not going in there. You know, it's something about dolls that, that yeah. freak people out. So, yeah. Well, I'm um I can't say that dolls bother me. Uh -huh. Um, puppets and uh, clowns. I don't like scary clowns. Mm -hmm. The article addresses that about people who are afraid of scary clowns. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that would be me. I can't watch that movie. It. <laughs> so this is this is actually what this the Saturday night's ghost hunt at uh, at uh, Spur Quest is. It's in search of fear because the whole the whole premise of this entire weekend is in search of based on the series in search of and so we have uh, in search of Loch Ness monsters, uh, UFOs, uh, uh, God Bigfoot, uh, you know messages from beyond, dreams, interpretations. Quantum spoon bending, all kinds of cool stuff. But anyway, Saturday night is in search of fear. And this is the, the little write-up. It says, William James, who had an interest in spiritualism, famously quoted that ghosts do not cause us to feel fear. Rather, it is the experience of fear that summons ghosts to us. So we're actually going to put that to a, a test by setting up a series of uh, things that make people uncomfortable. And that's hopefully the idea. The place is haunted because we've been doing this for six years. In fact, my office is up there. And, and when I taught my paranormal CSI course for Northern Essex Community College, we did it there as well. So uh, we we know that there is a haunting there. It's so we're just going to see if this ramps it up or, or what the what happens if the experiences are a greater or lesser or whatever. So it should be interesting. Yeah, it does. It sounds like it'd be interesting. Well, I went to Spirit Quest a couple of years ago. You did? Um, I did, yeah. Um, you did a thing on psychometry. Yes. And um, and Steve Parsons, 
I never forgot this, and I keep telling people this story about, you know, they pass things around the room, and, you know, I have no abilities like that at all. And um, But that he had Harry Houdini's glasses. Yeah, and which now I have. From, I'm sorry. Oh, you had them? Actually, they're not Harry Houdini's. They were... Um... They were. Oh God! Said they were, oh, don't blow! Don't don't no no! I believe they were Harry Houdini's. <laughs> oh yes, they were. Those were Harry Houdini's. I take that back. Yes, there's two sets. That's why I have uh, I have the Ghost Hunter from the UK. What the heck was his name? Oh God, I'm terrible with names. That's why Ian Liver lets me introduce the guests. Oh God! But go ahead, continue. Um, I don't remember those. And the um, and Steve also had a rock from Auschwitz. Yeah, which I have. Which, yeah, oh, you have that. And that, you know, it was just stunning, mm-hmm. um, you know, when that's such a part of our culture, Yeah. you know, that, that we all know about that, that, you know, that he had something like that. Yeah. Um, so, no, I thought I thought Spirit Quest was really interesting, so I'll definitely try to get there. Awesome. This awesome. year and um, see if you can, I, of course, I'm not going to be afraid of my dolls, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> How about... <laughs> Well, I'm not going to say too much, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, you don't. So. You don't want to because you don't, you want to um, you know set it up for the people right. that right. that show up there. So yeah. So um, yeah. So that was um, you know the, it's been an interesting conversation there. Um, you know, I hope people enjoyed that article because there was a lot of really interesting factual information, and again about you know the studies they've done and. Um, about why people are afraid of dolls, and um... yeah, I'm, I'm going to read that myself. I didn't have a chance to, of course, because I just posted it. But yeah, I'm definitely going to look at it myself. So I'm in, I'm intrigued with it as well. Uh, there are quite a few haunted dolls, like Annabelle and and some of the other ones that are out there too. Uh, there's a lot of haunted objects too, freaky ones like that. The haunted painting where the kids come out of the painting and stuff like that. That's that's cool stuff. Uh, people say, oh, it does freak you out. And it's like, no, are you kidding me? That's what I live for. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. You know, I keep, like I said, I keep waiting for one to, you know, come up and pat me on the shoulder and go, hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just an interesting article because it's just like the whole, I think the whole creepy doll thing has gotten um, more a part of our culture because of television and film, like, you know, they don't mention um, in the article, but, like, I can remember um, when I was younger, there was this TV movie of the week with Karen Black, and everybody remembers this movie, um, and she had this little doll, it was this little shrunken-headed South American doll, and it chased her around the apartment with a knife. <laughs> Love it. And and then she ended up turning into the doll or something at the end. And you can still find it on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> I think that was the start of the whole creepy doll mm-hmm. culture. I mean, I know there were things about, um, you know, um, mannequins right. before that. And mannequins oh, being... Mannequins come alive and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. But... That was the first time I remember a, a movie about a, a little killer doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, we had those. And, and, of course, you know, you have voodoo dolls, too, which are also dolls. Uh, you know, there's so many of them. They look cute until you, you know, stick a pen in them somewhere. And then, <laughs> But uh, th- those, those are all 
you know, intriguing things. And, and they are dolls. They, they are dolls. I don't know, because I guess because of the human shape and everything, and that's why maybe they creep us out, uh, because we expect, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we expect them to move. We expect them to, to do things as, as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think also that um, there there is that element of fear about a voodoo doll because there's somebody's anger or somebody's vengeance mm-hmm. that they're incorporating into the doll, and so there's that belief that it can harm you. Um, we had a case, um, again, Jerry Cook and I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a few years back um, in Worcester, and it was a um, Dominican woman. Oh, yeah. And um, we went to her house, and the, the chances were that there was something in the house, but not what she thought, um, because she worked with another Dominican woman who practiced Santeria, which is similar to voodoo. And there is a, a culture among Hispanic people in Massachusetts that practice Santeria. Right. Um, there was a case out in um, Worcester. In fact, Jerry and I, again, Jerry and I, we were in the cemetery, and uh, we were looking in Hope Cemetery. Um, there is this supposed haunted angel statue, and right. we were driving through the cemetery, and there was like a million people hanging around in this cemetery. That's uh, the doorbell. It means pizza from the dead is here, so we've got to wrap it up. All um, right, so we'll wrap it up. No, no, tell, so, me, about, um, tell me about this statue. Um, so anyway, we couldn't find the statue, but there were like a million people there. And it goes back to that subculture. These people were practicing Santeria. That was why they were hanging out in oh, really? the cemetery. Yeah. And they were arrested for it later because they were digging people up. And um, this woman um, also quickly... Um, she said that this woman that she worked with who didn't like her threw a goofer, a Santeria goofer on her. And we had to go look up, you know, because we knew nothing about Santeria. And the woman was tying things to her bushes and, you know, leaving bags of grave dirt to curse her. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... Just it's fascinating. I thought it was just, I mean, not, I was sorry she was frightened, but I thought it was fascinating that, um, this is going on, yeah, and, you know, and, around us, and we don't know it. Right, and 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 you talked about the the, the angel. The statues are another thing that people uh, are also afraid of. At all time, one of the best uh, episodes of Doctor Who is Blink, when the the race of uh, stone angels. Uh, as long as you looked at them, they were they were statues. But if you looked away or closed your eyes or blinked. They move to you and they get you, and that was a creepy one too. And I had, I think it goes along with that same aspect of the dolls that you know, where where we have this fear of anything that's lifelike or, or you know, but not quite, yeah, right, exactly. That like, not lifelike, yeah. That at a subconscious level, we realize it's not alive, even though it's lifelike, right. Anyways, thank you, Kathy, so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it, and I hope yep, to see you. hope to see you up at Spirit Quest. Uh, this- yeah, I'll, I'm going to look forward to it. I want to see what happens, and um, thank you for having me on. It was very interesting. 
Yeah, and if anyone else is interested in Spirit Quest, they can go to our website, neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, or you can check out the Facebook page at Spirit Quest uh, 2018 in search of. So it's time to wrap it up. Kathy, thank you so much. And, Ann, I hope you feel better. I, I really did miss you tonight. Yeah, I hope you feel better, Ann. All right. So thank you. Till, yeah, till next time, good night and God bless. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.